fan. See, the word vaccination didn't used to send everybody into a tizzy. Tower of Power, 70s, soul vaccination. Well, this is mine. Hey. Where's Wobble? Well, I have, uh, I have attempted the uh, Crown Plaza. I believe it's called the Sun Palace yeah. in Beijing. Yeah. I'm 0 for 1. Now, did you when I'm you sending emails trying to get him to confirm that he's even there? When you gleefully texted me late last evening, I have made contact with Wobble. We can we can have him on the radio. Yeah, you know, however you put it. Yeah, I mean what? Because I told you yesterday, it's a Sunday, man. It's right. a Sunday, so <laughs> I, the last thing I I will do or I want you to do is to spend forty five minutes. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to hook up with a phone line connection in Wuhan. Yeah, I understand that. So it's did it did it take a long time? Was it difficult? Because I, I texted him. He didn't write me back, but then again he has the disease green texting. So I don't know if you had had you mentioned this to JG at all? Because JG just out of nowhere, before you even texted that to me yesterday morning, mm-hmm. gave me the phone number. And explain to me, like, uh-huh. hey, you're, you're going to have to connect to him by email. Yeah. You, you can chat with him via WhatsApp. Yep. I, I don't have the WhatsApp, no interest in it. Mm-hmm. But so I sent him an email, and last night at 9.45, he says, let's try that time. I should be back by skiing, uh, from skiing by then. Yeah. So I that's when I texted you. I'm like, so he's I connected. Covering events. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it's nearly, it's got to be, well, I think it's 106 in the morning in Beijing right now. Well, yeah. Wobble. Wobble. Or 14 hours ahead. Wobble doesn't sleep. No. I mean, he's waiting for the next bat to fly into the next soup so he can be, I'm just kidding. But he, <laughs> but he had, he had some COVID related protocol L that he took right when he got there. Yeah. The uh, the close per- contact close contact with somebody on the plane from Japan, uh, Japan to Beijing or Hong Kong or whatever. So he flew okay, because it was a four hour flight. So I think he would have either come from maybe Japan or Shanghai potentially. Yeah, it was from Japan according to the story. And he was a close he contact. He was a close contact, and then he bubble I be- within a bubble. Right, but I believe the testing is still of the medieval variety. Where it's the brain scraper when they get up there in the nostril. Ooh. So it's, you know, he, but he, I think he had to do that twice a day for 10 days. <laughs> he ain't 10 days into it, or maybe he is. Oh my goodness. Oh no, that's right. He is. But yeah, I, I really hope we can chat with him today just so people can hear that he's getting the brain scrape twice a day. Yep. I think, I think for two more days. And when he covers events, he cannot ride or travel with the collective media. That's awful. He has to go on his own. 
he can't cover the game or watch the game with anybody around him. Mm. <laughs> I was so excited to go to China. I don't even know what. Well, how the hell is he going to get home? <laughs> I mean, just just it's the 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 CDC or or you know however things are handled in China when it comes to when it comes to coronavirus. You know, are we sure there is the 90 day well you got bit you got bit or no he didn't get bit no he didn't he was close contact correct which means while he's still there he can be close contact again or bit right which means wow what if he gets stuck in beijing though oh my goodness I mean, what if he gets stuck in beijing and then like everything here is you know every everything sports wise here wise here becomes columnist controversial and he has to watch it from afar. Well, if he's, I mean, he's probably got big opinions on the NBA trade deadline that he might want to participate when in. When is that? I think it's Thursday. We we missed a story last week. I believe it was last week, like Wednesday or Thursday. And as much as I and or we peruse box scores, game logs, you know, roto whatever to see... Hey, I'm hooking Josh Giddy this week in League Freak, and he's questionable. What's going on with Josh Giddy or Josh Hart or whatever? Yeah. I'm surprised that that I or we, there was a, it was Bleacher Report was one of them, and Bleacher Report's legit. There were like three legit news drops last week or rumors that the Minnesota Timberwolves may be in in trade negotiations or, or have talked about it at least, excuse me. The Wolves and the Celtics potentially have discussed a trade that would include Boston Celtics guard Marcus Smart. And when Matt Webke, Web Gems, uh, told me this Saturday when I was visiting my son while he was bartending, I, I'm like, damn, how, how the hell did I miss that? Are you kidding me? And then I started dreaming a little bit about winning game 67 to 64. <laughs> where <laughs> if you have a backcourt of Patrick Beverly and Marcus Smart, the way he plays defense, oh, are you kidding me with that? Hey. Well, and if you think Patrick Beverly is a spark plug for these quiet-ass fans, yeah. watch Marcus Smart wow. with a hard flagrant on somebody when yeah. he's pissed off. Yeah, the, He'll get ejected from a game, but the crowd will be on their feet. Yeah, and Marcus Smart, see, the thing about Marcus back from his Oklahoma State days is if he thinks you're a quiet-ass fan and you ain't cheering, well, he'll just punch you. I mean, he'll just come into the crowd and punch you. Yeah. I'm just kidding. He will fight the fans. And we are not, yeah, it's, it's we're kidding, and we are... Um, He's grown up a lot. This is, this is your disclaimer every five seconds, leader, the fan. We do not endorse flagrant fouls. No. Okay? So we don't endorse flagrant fouls, quiet-ass fans, or punching of fans. But um, but that's what you get in Marcus Smart. He's mean. I don't want to get as that. Anybody on no, the court? No, I'm good. I'm good. He play. I mean, and he'll he'll bust out for thirty points on some obscure, yeah, and he I'm just good. can't miss from three. Nope, I'm good. Um, I'm good with what I have. Um, I just I, don't understand how you implement all of that. And I know Beverly is in and out these days. Well, you might have like to. You might have to trade Bev. Bev might be part of it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm out because Marcus Smart is not going to galvanize and. Patrick Beverly is, in in his way, every bit as important to this team as anybody on the team because of the behind-the-scenes, on the bench, on the court during the games, 
and the 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 bulldog junkyard type nature of how he plays. So I, I agree with that completely. But is there any potential you keep Beverly and you're replacing the Malik Beasley spot? Because well, Malik, yeah, Malik Beasley, think about that. If if you're if hey. you're replacing Beasley's minutes, and God yeah. bless him, the shooting it. is so putrid. No, I got it. It is so awful. Marcus Smart's a massive no. positive in an upgrade there. Beasley. Beasley's on an influential run now. Uh, this is the best Malik's played in three years. And now I'm beginning to understand why. He caught a rumor he might be able to leave. I always love that one. <laughs> so he just starts. Yeah, Beasley was phenomenal yesterday and excellent his last two games. Really two and a half. Yeah, two and a half games. That's so I'm, right. I'm kind of like with Beasley. Where's this coming from, man? You're all of a sudden starting to play well and play the trade deadline. Play a little defense, up. and you're like, hey. Um, but um, yeah, Beasley makes a lot of money. So does Smart. Yeah, that that. Oh, I would move Marcus. I would move Malik Beasley for Marcus Smart in in a second. Now the only thing I the, only... the Celtics don't have a point guard. That's the problem they have is that the Schroeder bit sucks as point guard for them for whatever the reason. Brown and, and Tatum are ball hogs. Jason Tatum, he's good. He's one of the biggest ball hogs I've ever seen in my life. He just, But he's good, you know, and, he, and if he has the mindset of, like, I ain't going to pass because I'm better than anybody, everybody, and we're trying to win. So Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are ball hogs. So that plays into whomever is the point guard for the team. Yeah. How has Robert Williams been this year? I mean, he's a he's a non-factor. Is he double double with two blocks? He's a non-factor scoring wise, but the 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 emphasis of the conversation would be if you are giving your best junkyard dog point guard in Marcus Smart, and unlike Malik, you know Marcus has come off the bench and thrived, and he has started and thrived. Yeah, Beasley starts and thrives, and seems like it's an affront on his character. If he's asked to come off the bench, it just hasn't worked here off the bench for the most part, but smart does both, but it's, it's, I just don't understand. Boston would have to get a point guard in return. So, and and D'Lo makes too much money. So yes, if you trade for Marcus smart, you're giving up Patrick Beverly. I think that would be a mistake. So Patrick Beverly in the mix, that's an L. If he's not in the mix, it's a W. But I, but with the money that they gave Schroeder, could yeah, as you mentioned, you couldn't afford D'Lo in the first place. Mm-mm. It feels like there's a pick in the mix, and I know like Brad Stevens now elevated, and I forget the name of the new coach, but there's something in Boston where this train with Tatum, like it's never been as good as it's supposed to be, and they're just kind of languishing right. in the middle ground of the East. Right. I would love Smart on the team if he's coming off the bench yeah. and we're and we're keeping we're keeping yeah. Beverly. Yes. I'm two hundred percent in. Yes. Um, my fear would be, I, I guess, I don't know why my fear would be that way. If we make the playoffs and let's say it's the twentieth pick in yeah. the draft, if, I, if I might give up the pick for Smart. Wow, oh, but salaries have to match within fifteen percent, I believe, in the NBA. So you 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 can't do things trading wise in the NBA that you can in no, other I, sports. I understand that. I'm just saying I've I've read that the idea of a trade working mm-hmm. might have to include a pick. Yeah, that's fine. I couldn't care less about uh unless I'm you know top three five seven ish then 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 yeah for sure. But I mean it's players and and trades like that with certain players can get teams over the hump. Right. You know, where the Celtics, they just, they need a point guard, smart plays point, but he makes a lot of cash. And I'm just, 
I mean, just like the the beginning of the conversation, I'm just fascinated and and as a an old and new school basketball snob, I mean, I'd lo- you, you you might score 65 points in trying to beat somebody. Beverly and Marcus Smart in the backcourt together? Are you kidding me? If you're if you're doing a if you're All doing right, a one for one, unbelievable. Beasley's making fourteen nine this year, and Smart's like twenty. No, Smart's thirteen eight. Okay, now, but see, if I'm Boston and I'm giving you Marcus Smart, who's better than Malik Beasley, I need, need Ma- something else. I need McDaniel's. Yeah, I'm going to make you give me, and I think that there you go. I'm going to make you give me the young guy who rarely scores, has the long arms, the elite wingspan, blocks shots, and doesn't make a lot of cash. And then I will give you the best player in the deal. I can't do that. Man, and they got Schroeder's already coming. Yeah, I can't do that. That's an unbelievable situation with Schroeder. Yeah, uh, but when when that trade was presented to me this weekend by Web Gems, I just, um, I'd never heard of it. And I started dreaming about Marcus Martin, Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Would that be nice? I mean, the, the health issue with that team coming through, um, moving forward, Smart adds the defensive piece, but it's scoring. And uh, speaking of scoring, how about you score? Forget about our favorite basketball team, although we're going to be loud at their next home game. How about scoring $1,000 and putting a grand in your hand with the National Cash Contest? Every hour, a new keyword. This hour's keyword is Bill's. Go to KFAN.com. You might pay some bills if you win $1,000 using the keyword bills. KFAN.com. The key- On the fan. Faith Radio. Hey, uh, nine to noon. Go to at Vegas Insider on Twitter, real quick. Okay. I am. Um, I was going to send this to you, but I didn't have enough time. It just popped a few minutes ago, and it's at Vegas Insider. It is, I believe, Julius Randall with the New York Knicks. I mean, this assistant coach. This. Hey, I mean, you, you, you can. People can look at. Those of the research and development variety, like Quasi Adolfo Mensa, and be like, ah, oh, they're not tough. They're they're bookworms. They're nerds. They're all about an abacus. <laughs> really? <laughs> you got you got some research and development guy for the New York Knicks. <laughs> After Julius Randall, I believe it's Julius, just got scorched on some move where he wasn't trying, and guy got around him for a layup. Tibbs, you know, Tibbs hand all shaking and everything. Calls a timeout. And so then this research and development guy, this assistant coach, comes up to Julius. Do you see it? I'm looking at it. You're going to have to watch it five times like I have. It's unbelievable the courage this guy has. Julius Randall is, I mean, this is a big sucker right here. Oh, yeah. And he's mean. (laughs) So, So this guy is showing Julius on the computer screen what he did wrong. And then Randall doesn't want to hear it. And then research and development guy, assistant coach guy, basically, you can't see what he's saying. (laughs) He said something, but you can see Julius Randall. And this is a game against the Lakers. All right. So they're at Staples playing the Lakers. 
Julius hits the top of the laptop, like, get this thing out of here, man. <laughs> and then the guy said, the coach says something to him, and Julius walks up, and you can tell is saying, what'd you say to me? Look at the courage of research and development guy and coach guy. And he won't back down. And, and he won't. And the research and development guy kept going after it like, this is the science. You can't, don't slap the science. This is the science. These are the analytics. <laughs> Julius, just, just get out of here. This is the science, man. It's the science. Oh, my God. These are the design rules. The margins. The margins. Life is transactional. It has no emotion to it. Well, Julius Randall right? is right? more than emotion. Now, that's like Zach Royce heading up to Daniil Hunter and telling him one of his pass rush moves And then Keenan McCardell, McCardell jumps in in the middle <laughs> and gets Julius. This guy looks like Keenan McCardell. And there's LaPanta to the right of McCardell. This thing's unbelievable. Sipping coffee, not a hair yeah. out of place. Yeah, I mean, he's on the bench during the shoot-around. Russo's pissed off because he can't get there. <laughs> you got Obi Toppin over there thinking, God, and they thought I was a bad draft pick. That's the whole point of <laughs> analytics. Yeah. That guy's entire job is to make Julius hey. Randle better, These, to give him a different look. The, the, the Marshawn Lynch character in the red hat. <laughs> Run it again. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, there he is. Wait, I want to start it together, okay? Now, I know this is we're watching something in this radio. Who cares? We've got a lot of shows and a long life. Okay, so it's at Vegas Insider. Yep. At Vegas Insider. And when you start it, you will see a um, a an assistant, couple of assistant coaches for the New York Knicks and and Julius Randle, the former Wildcat, played for Kentucky. Very <laughs> Very, very good NBA player. Not having the best season in the world this year for whatever the reason. But are you ready to hit it together? And then, and just, just watch, watch what I've seen. All right. So we got analytics guy. I haven't hit it yet. Analytics I'm guy ready. pointing out something to Julius Randle. Yep. Here we go. Okay. Now, analytics guy won't stop. Julius Randle hits the laptop, comes to him and says, What, what'd you say? Keenan McCardell jumps in to push. Julius to the side. There's Anthony LaPanta walking up to McCardell as Marshawn Lynch wearing the red baseball cap is by Obi Toppin telling him he's the worst draft pick ever. He doesn't even know. He must just be. Oh, my God. He's got to be either an injured player or just a buddy or something. He's not compelled. A red yeah. hat guy could not care less what's happening. Yeah. And, and by the way, and nice a red hat guy if he is injured Nick. To dress up for the bench at Staples Center. <laughs> you didn't have anything blue? Right. I mean, <laughs> I guess Julius Randle is so important to this team. And look at Emmanuel quickly. He's like, I'm in my second year, man. I never saw anything like this at the University of Miami. I'm not participating in this. But here's yeah. here's where analytics guys see this is where I'm siding with Julius Randle. Really? So he may have the Analytics answer. guy has cojones the size of church bells. That's what I'm saying. But if you're going to start it over and you hit play, you get the laptop slap now and he's walking away. Julius Randall's done. Analytics guy jumps back into but, the shark's pool. I understand, but we don't know what analytics guy said. I don't know. But you know, Julius Randall said, what'd you say? There ain't no way is analytics guy going to curse or like it. try to start a fight with Julius Randall when he's been permitted to allow Marshawn Lynch to sit on the bench by him wearing a red cap. I understand that, but what if analytics guys 
here's a different angle on that play. Because he's showing him a video. But the science guys don't cuss. I, I understand that. They but, say, But they say words that Julius might not know. What would you say to me? Maybe he was asking, like, I want to learn what that word is. But then Randall slaps the laptop like, get, you know, <laughs> F out of here with that bleep. Bruh. And then he starts to walk away. So the entire interaction is done. But then analytics guy jumps back in with, well, you got absolutely smoked on that play. Now yeah. Randall turns back around. What I'm did not, you say? I'm not so sure. Because if 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 you are of the analytical, science-based, design rules-based, abacus and em, emotionless, emotionless, everybody, <sighs> let's take a deep breath not to find the zen. But to find the algorithm. Yes, correct. We're taking the emotion out of everything. So analytics guy is so showing him a guy's video. computer, brother, is everything to him. It is. And Julius hit it. Okay. <laughs> so if analytics guy dropped 15 F-bombs on Julius Randall, Rob, that's my laptop. That's my life. I'm nothing without this. Because without this or my phone, I actually have to pick my head up and make eye contact. And I haven't made eye contact in 16 years. Are you really going to put me in that spot where I have to have emotion and feel my heart beat and actually have blood coursing through my veins? You (laughs) bastard. It had nothing to do with the play. It has everything to do with the fact that you are eliminating the science from, from life here, Julius. You can't show emotion like that. That's how it works if you want to win, though. I'm telling you, this analytics guy. Balls of freaking steel. There's no doubt. Isn't it the bit when you start watching it, you can't stop? But but It's he, unbelievable. He's an employee of the team. He is compensated to try and make the team better. Yeah. And the, the laptop slap from right. Randall yeah. is saying, <laughs> I don't give a bleep why you're mm-hmm. here. And then analytics guy uh. steps towards him yeah. to continue saying something. I want to know what he said. I want I want to hear well, this is just a better angle of you getting absolutely smoked yeah. by Taylor Horton Tucker or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. And he turned back around and then it was game on. Yeah, but he's, now, he's like, Julius, science doesn't lie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this design rule, look at this. It doesn't lie, okay? <laughs> I've taken the emotion out of it. I eliminated my any form of emotion key. Sadly, I'm having to look you in the eyes right now as opposed to having my head down when I talk. And this is really uncomfortable for us R&Ds, as you put it last week, whatever they're called. So my question, I mean, how does analytics in basketball, how is that changing the perspective of guys like Julius Randle? When's the right time to approach Julius and say, this is how you did something and it wasn't the right way? Clearly on the court during a timeout, towel draped over shoulders. He's probably annoyed. Did the Lakers win this game? No idea. Yeah, I have no clue either. Oh, yeah, they did. Wait. Yeah, they came back and uh, they beat the Knicks in overtime, and Russell uh, Russell Westbrook got benched and actually handled it with class. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, I think so. Yeah, they, they, yeah, 122-115, they beat the Knicks. In overtime. In overtime. And, I mean, here's the... On an 11-4 to run. Ooh. This is, I mean, you took... Okay, this is the right way to write the headline. Okay, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't knocking those trying to. They got outscored by eighteen in get, the third. Get splashy and get people to their websites. Okay, Tibbs just limped to the finish line. Los Angeles Lakers Russell Westbrook on getting benched for overtime. All that matters is we won. That's what drew me into the story. Is I'm like Russ said what? Ooh, that's weird. But hold on. See, I can't get I can't get pic- pictures. 
of the Knicks coaching staff under Knicks leadership. <laughs> Knicks leadership, that's a freaking oxymoron. Well, who are we trying to find? I'm trying to find who the who the science guy is with with the algorithms and the design rules and the margins who stood up to Julius Randle and would not back down and would have fought Julius Randle if he had hit his hit my hit my computer one more time. Hit that next key one more time and we're going to go at it. Well, first of all, the NBA has the worst of all internet team website yep. platforms. Absolutely agree. It is the worst yeah. by 10 miles. Yeah, and by the way, every time I look for an NBA highlight, I don't have to hear the freaking history of Nelly. Okay? Which which comes jumping up. Hey, hot it. Hey, oh. Okay, that's, I like the song. But after my 15th highlight, you know, it's like I don't need to hear the 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 the, the hip hop beds every time. Let me see here. I can't. I can't even find a list of coaches at this point. Oh, I found the list of coaches. I just can't find their pictures. Your website is so awful. You got uh, Darren Ehrman, Andy Greer, Larry Greer, not Kenny Maine, but Kenny Payne. It's not strength and conditioning guy because that strength and conditioning guy probably would have beat the nerd and Julius at the same time. It's not Daisuke Yashimoto. What I if mean, it's uh, one of the video coordinators? Ike Azatam and Gabriel Snyder. Mm. So you're going to be a video coordinator and you're going to walk up to Julius Randle <laughs> as Thibodeau's team is blowing a lead in a game. <laughs> and you're going to tell Julius how to play defense. I mean, With your laptop. It's like, it's like, uh, it, that's like the reference you used earlier. And we're narrow casting just you and I, but we're having a good time, man. And if any Vikings friends are listening, that's like Twitter guy Zach Royce rolling up to Dalvin Cook to tell him how to better a pass protect. Because I, I'm seeing it right here. Look right here. I I I I I haven't made eye contact since Indiana, but nevertheless, it's right here. Oh my God. Um. So I'm just saying it's it's Ike Azatam in, until I'm proven proven otherwise. And man, the cojones on that guy. Next leadership. What the hell is this? How about some pictures? Don't they have picture day oh. for coaches? Yeah, I know. I can't. Well, I'm sure it's out there. Big deal. Uh, let's um, come in and catch up. A new schooler with an old soul. His name is Ryan Sandlin, and he's a game changer for the Mankato Mavericks. We're going to finish the show with Kid O. Finish the show. I can't wait. I can't wait until tomorrow. Because tomorrow... Might very well be too late I can't wait I can't wait until tomorrow Cause tomorrow Box Can never come Vikings I know It could end any minute But I What's going on there buddy? How you been Mr. Ryan Sandlin? Been real good. How are you? Uh, pretty well, thank you. Tell me, um, well, uh, I'm going to let you ask, answer the question first, and then we'll analyze it. Uh, how much of the Pro Bowl did you watch yesterday? I did not catch any of it. I was catching up on sleep from our road trip from this past weekend. So. Yeah, the Pro Bowl, there's, there's, I haven't watched the Pro Bowl closely in a long time, but, I mean, I didn't know there was no tackling in the Pro Bowl. Did Did you know that? I did not know that either. I just uh, 
seeing the highlights, didn't look like there's a lot of defense being played. So, catching up on sleep. I mean, you were in Bowling Green, Ohio, or or whatever city it is. Outside of winning five zero and three one, what what do you do in that town after the games? Not much. Uh, I was fortunate <laughs> to have some family out, so I got to spend some time with them after the game. But we spent a long week out there. We bust out on Tuesday, which isn't normal for us. So we spent a lot of time in the hotel. So we were definitely excited to get back to town uh, on Sunday morning. So uh, Ryan Sandlin with the uh, Mankato Mavericks hockey program, one of the very best in the country, ain't no doubt about that. And, um, ooh, we're in deep stretch, Rhino. You got... Uh, so you host the Beavers, then you go to Houghton for a couple, and then you have the um, the CCHA. Uh, you got that whole thing. Then the NCAA tournament. Damn, man, uh, how's your body right now? Physically, like mentally, how are you at this stage of the run? Good. You know, we get this week off, which is huge for just the group to kind of get healthy and reset before we kind of make our playoff push, like you said. So. You know, we're looking forward to getting playoffs going. And, you know, we got four big games here to try and clinch uh, the regular season title, which is one of our goals for the season. So, you know, I think this bye week's going to do us good. It'll be a good maintenance week for, for us to stay in shape, but also just kind of shift our focus to the back half of our schedule here. And, and, and we're looking forward to it. Kind of a drag that at the end of January. Now, you, you play the Sun Devils and you swept the Sun Devils, but you did so in Mankato. I mean, it, it's too bad that series couldn't have been in Tempe, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it would have been nice to maybe get a little sunshine and some warmer temperatures, but, you know, it was a good series for us. And then we obviously had the Hockey Day experience, which was really cool. We got to play outside, so mm. that was kind of nice to be able to do and, and spend that with the guys. So that, that was a really good way to end January for sure. Hey, was that the uh, was that maybe Hockey Day the uh, uh, the coldest uh, in which you've played? Yeah, outside definitely. It was it was pretty cool seeing all the snow come down. And we had some people get some really great pictures of us. I think the snow kind of just put a great touch on on a fantastic event. The organizers and the community just did such a great job of kind of building up to our game at the end. And, you know, just to see the turnout from the community and the state of Minnesota itself was really cool to be a part of. How the, how dad handle the end of 2021 and the start of 2022? I mean, seriously, you guys swept Duluth. You win 2-1 and 3-0, and one is right at the end of 2021, and the next is the first day of 2022. So you ended a year great for you, bad for him, started a year great for you, bad for him. Yeah, yeah, probably not the way he, he wanted to go, go out <laughs> on the year and to start the year either, but, you know, those are two big games for us to come out come after break and being a good team like, like they have, I think it, it said a lot about our group of how we just kind of shifted our focus to the second half. And they're big non-conference games because, you know, they play they play in the best conference in college hockey. So, you know, they're going to be up there in the top five, top ten every single year. So to pick up two wins, one at home and one on the road is huge for our group. Is um is the country sleeping on dad's team? I mean, I'm looking at the pairwise and everything, and, and you know if the Bulldogs, if they get into the right spot – that that dad knows how to win in big spots, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I don't think anybody can sleep on them anymore. Everybody knows what they've done. Come March and April, they're they're definitely one of the teams that you need to keep your eye on because, you know, they, like I said, they're going to be there in the top five, top ten. They're going to be there come tournament time, and 
you know, they, they always have, have the ship going in the right direction come March and April. So, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be sleeping on them come playoff time for sure. Brian Sandlin with the uh, Mankato Mavericks hockey team in deep stretch. Uh, pair, how, how often does the pairwise get updated, Ryan? I think daily. After every game, they, they okay. get that updated. So, Well, I'm tripping right now. I can't find it. It's like it got stuck. So where are you guys in the pairwise right now? And and not, the, not that you're supposed to know, because Hastings will be like, don't look at the pairwise. But let's pretend you didn't look at it. Where are you? Uh, we are second right now, just behind Michigan. Right. So, so has Michigan, Michigan or you... I mean, you guys have kind of been 1-1-A the entire season, right? Yeah, pretty much. Damn. And uh, so is that, is that you know, without disrespecting others, is uh, th- this Michigan team with, with – I remember when you guys played them early in the season and former uh, Mavericks hockey star Chad Lundin with operations for the Vikings were on the road, can't remember, might have been Charlotte, and you guys were playing Michigan and he was in his room like listening to it uh, some some weird hookup because because that's how much he cares and you know he told me that Michigan had like five six seven number one picks or something like that is, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of first rounders, so they got a lot of talent on their team for sure. And um, so you um, damn, look at you go here, boy, with these stats, damn. Uh, you guys got a nice team this year, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a good year. We got a great team. We're we're deep from top to bottom all the guys that can step in and play at any time. I think that was evident this weekend. We were short some guys and our coach who's at the Olympics. So, you know, I think we got a, we got a deep team and, you know, we just got to keep pushing ourselves to be better because we, we know we got the depth that we can make a nice run here come March and April. Yep. So, sorry for missing that. Hastings is in Beijing. Yep. And uh, wow. top scorer, Nathan Smith, too. So Top scorer, what do you mean? You got 19, he has 15. Ah, he's got 41 points, so he leaves the country. See, Ryan, the beauty of it is you and I can joke like that, and it's not like, you know, it's not like you're arrogant or or we can trash talk dad, and then dad can bust out all the trophies and everything. It's It's all in good fun, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so when do you, when do you get, uh, when do you get the game changer back? Nathan Smith, when do you get your coach back? We'll get them back just in time for playoffs, so it'll be good to have them back. It's uh, we got a great staff in place, and like I said, we got a lot of depth to, to fill the holes while they're gone. But you know, super cool opportunity. We're all really looking forward to watching them compete over there. Mm. That's a once in a lifetime experience. So we couldn't be more proud of those guys for for what they're doing and the experience they're getting over there. But Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong here, man, because you know more about it than me. Okay, so with that change, you know, Garen was going to be the GM. He's out. Pros are out. COVID, the whole thing. So now college kids go over. But but this this can't be like, you know, like miracle in 80 because so many of the college kids have played professionally elsewhere in like Nanaimo and, and weird places like that, right? Yeah, yeah. They have a mix of professional and college guys. So it's not it's not quite like 1980, but... There's a little bit to it. There's more college guys than obviously if they were NHL, mm. NHL players. So it's yeah, like I said, it's a it's just a cool experience to be able to 
say you, you play on a team with an Olympian and an Olymp- Olympian coach too. So no doubt. But yeah, just super cool experience for them. We're really looking forward to watching them play once once they get going over in Beijing. Remember that Vikings game right before your season? You came to and you ran down the lower level wearing your JJ to say hi and like catch a glimpse of Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Remember the joy we had that day with Vikings football? Oh yeah, that was that was one of the that was one of the best days of the year last year. They played they played so well that day. They still haven't they still haven't lost when I've been there. So really, nope, undefeated when I've been in person. Okay, so. well I have with all with, with all due respect, flippantly as I'm about ready to speak, the new general manager Quasi Adolfo Mensa, he's science guy. He's like probability and and all of that. Okay, well here's the stat, Quasi. The guy on the radio has been to a bunch of Vikings games and they've never lost. He needs season tickets, but <laughs> without it being a violation to cost him anything with the Mavs. Fairly put? Yeah, that's that sounds fair to me. I'll take that. Hey, when um um when when before you went to Bowling Green, Jim Harbaugh was here trying to become our coach. What'd you think of that? I thought that was interesting. I didn't know how that was going to shake out. But, you know, there are obviously a lot of names getting thrown around, but his was definitely one of the more eye-popping ones. I I thought for sure it was going to end up being him, but they went a different direction. So I'm excited, I'm excited for who they're bringing in, though. I think it'll be good for younger guys. A lot of offensive mindset coming in, so that'll be good. This, um, we, yeah, this... we know the Vikings offense is good, so... This Kevin O'Connell, Ryan, I mean, he he's in a perfect situation in the Super Bowl because it's like if they score 60 points, I'm the offensive coordinator for the L.A. Rams. If they if they score five points and get beat, well, McVay calls all the plays. I mean, <laughs> I mean he's in a perfect spot, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how the Super Bowl plays out. It's kind of two teams that Ooh. I don't really mind seeing win. I like I like Burrow and those guys, and then on yeah. the other side we have Stafford, who's got out of Detroit, and then he he it'd be cool to see him win too. So I'm I'm kind of just looking forward to just watching the Super Bowl and seeing how the game plays out. Lastly, looking at your guys' schedule, I and I will I I have to get down there and watch you guys play, man. I I just absolutely have to, and I promise you I will. Um, your last loss, Grant Patolni, Northern Michigan. Do do you know Grant at all? Because I've known him and his family for like a quarter century, and I don't know if Northern Michigan's good or bad. But uh, but Grant, that's a tough customer right there as a player and a coach. Yeah, I don't I don't know him all that well. I know my dad knows him well just through coaching and all all that stuff. But yeah, they have, they have a really good team. They're tough to beat in their own rink. Um, they've they've kind of given us some fits over over the past year and a half. So. Yeah, they got a good team, and he's a good coach. They they got a really good program up there, so I wouldn't be surprised if we if we got them in playoffs for sure. Hey, man, thanks for the covenant catch up. Um, score, you're having a terrific season overall. Uh, likewise for the entire team. I'm gonna get down there and watch you guys play, and uh, we'll catch up, say hello, and um, I appreciate you coming on the radio show. Okay. Yeah, appreciate you having me. We got to get you down here. Maybe bring Adam Thielen with you too. Oh yes, there's the the invitation's out. Thank you, Ryan. 
Yep. Have a good one, PA. Wow. Look at Rhino wants to bring AT19. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Maybe we could take Faith and Goal on the way there, and I'd actually have a guest this week. That's uh, that's a. <laughs> and that's a fact. Yeah, the funny, red carpet moment. Yeah, funny how Faith isn't the goal once the season ended, everybody. Everything changes. <laughs> that's okay. We're all good. Uh, thank you for listening. Talker Tuesday tomorrow. Can't wait. And um, here is Nordo to put a wrap on the show. And 9 to Noon Show Wraps brought to you by Metropolitan Ford. They are indeed your truck superstore. <clears throat> okay. We're putting a vigil together like a candle. We're that guy that stood up to Julius Randle. Just trying to make the team better, man, nonstop. Unfortunately, now he's going to need a new laptop. And like our takes, Pro Bowl is a farce. Two-hand touch highlights were all quite sparse. If you watch and complain, what does that say about you? I'm sure you went to Twitter to rip Kirk for the pick he threw. Now we are calling all quiet-ass fans on radio online by phone or strings between cans. Dilo wants you all to step up and get loud, shaking up that Midwestern sensibility in that reserved crowd. And the fan base faith is on delay. Unless Kevin O'Connell becomes the next Sean McVay. And like Kevin Warren, inspired by a shiny thing, it's a rainy day peak at that Super Bowl ring. He's JJ! Today's Paul Allen Show. Or listen back to previous show and interviews by going to the iHeartRadio app or KFAN.com.